0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode two of Spaceball, the Sideline Network's very own baseball theme podcast. Each week, I, Chris LeValli, will throw nine pitches to the internet's own Austin space as we break down what's been going on in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. Before we get into the show, Austin, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great, man. It's been an eventful two weeks. Uh how about you, sir? Uh, what's what's happening with you? I'll tell you what's going on. I, I've had a busy two weeks. Uh, how about you? What's what's been happening?
0: Not too much. I mean, you yeah, know, just hanging around, watching. I uh, was watching the Masters this weekend. That was enjoyable. Yeah, uh, that
1: uh, that Asian uh, fellow won, huh?
0: Yeah, he's the first Japanese uh, player ever to win the Masters.
1: Wow! How about yeah. that? He's what, how old is he? Like twenty four? I think he's twenty nine.
0: Oh, 29. They were, they were saying that this was ten years removed from his first uh bout at the masters when he was an amateur
1: wow that's incredible good for him good for him wasn't there another wasn't there a younger guy in there too like that was yeah xander shoffley
0: was okay he was hanging around there too and then he uh he he unfortunately put it in the drink on the 16th hole and that did him in
1: so well you know when you're uh, 24 that i'll forgive you then when you're 30 something a veteran i don't but uh (laughs) okay well cool man yeah i was driving all over the place i was at uh i'm in four weddings this year i'm not in them but i'm going to four weddings this year so i was doing my second wedding um and then also i'm getting my uh first covid test or covid vaccine dose this friday so i got a lot going on as as everybody does so a lot going on in my world that sounds like a busy schedule yeah. A little bit tried to re so a lot of my baseball has been a lot of reading and watching highlights. So I haven't like watched full, g- full games. Probably Richo has been watching more than me to be quite honest. So
0: yeah, I've been but- catching all the, whatever's been on ESPN is really all I've been yeah. able to watch. So I, unfortunately I've been seeing a lot of Philadelphia. So,
1: well, I can't wait to talk about Philadelphia because that may or may not be in my notes this year. Cause I've been watching them on there. And, and of course I have some, Phil- I have a Philly player on my team. I have, um, Wheeler. So I got to pay attention to Philly now and then.
0: All right. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, the show is broken down into three segment segments. The first is that I get this right, which is my opportunity to state my opinion on a particular baseball matter. And Austin will tell me if I'm on the right track or where I went wrong. The second segment is the main course of our show where I will throw nine pitches to Austin and I will go into detail about those in a moment And finally, our third and final segment is Final Thoughts, which will be Austin's opportunity to discuss any baseball topics that I may have overlooked, along with giving us a fantasy update. Now, let's jump into our first segment, which is, again, did I get this right? So, Austin, I feel as though Major League Baseball has been completely inconsistent in regards to their suspensions, and they don't seem to have set any Sort of standards. For example, you had Nick Castellanos of the Reds, who got suspended two games and fined for his incident against the Cardinals last week. And then, meanwhile, there was the incident with Joe Kelly last year. I think it was last year, uh, who got suspended eight games for throwing behind Bregman's head. Uh, Both of those incidents caused the benches to clear. Meanwhile, the Astros players, who were part of a cheating scandal, still have yet to be suspended. Did I get this right?
1: Uh, there's a lot of apples and oranges uh, in comparison here. Um, so, so I'm going to dissect this and uh, tell you what you kind of got wrong. What you kind of so, in short, you got this wrong. But okay. there's a lot of caveats here. Okay. Right. Um, one, we all know it, and it, it can be unfair. Joe Kelly is a pitcher, and Castellanos is an everyday player. So when you when you 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 have to consistently across the board whether it's unfair or not, pitchers are always going to get longer suspensions just because for the most part they're pitching on day's rest and all this other stuff. So a two game suspension doesn't mean much to Joe Kelly as it would. even. I know he's even a reliever. It doesn't mean as much to somebody who plays every day. So that that's always going to think be a thing. That's not going to change. As far as the Astros go um, after the investigation was done, it appeared that the people in charge were, uh, the people were at fault were the managers and again, we had, we can't, you know, who was it? um, he manages the D- Detroit right now. Um, but Cora and, and, um, AJ Hinch, they were suspended for a year or ba- for the most part. I mean, AJ Hinch was suspended for like, he's not, he's banned for a year. He got fired and he came back and, and unfortunately baseball cannot control that. The, it was the year of COVID when it didn't really mean much of anything. Mm-hmm. um in the game with Castellanos that I watch it, personally I wouldn't have suspended for anything honestly maybe a fine um I was fine with him being thrown out of the game um because I guess he was the one that instigated there. And on a side note, we'll probably—I don't know if we want to talk more about this. Are we going to talk more about this, the situation later, or should Um, I?
0: I don't think so. You can talk about it now because i I think I didn't want to like double up on it since I put it up on on this. So,
1: so I want to pause there. And anybody who watched that just shows the amount of respect everybody in the in the league has for Yadi or Molina. That that can be that that can be shown there. So I mean, everybody's like, okay, and Yadi talks everybody down, and nobody. Basically, he's like the new David Ortiz in in, in a sense, because everybody respects him. Everybody sees him as they come up to the plate. He hits. He plays great defense. He's one of the best catch. He's he's going to the Hall of Fame and everybody respects him. I've, I I rarely ever see that. Who's going to get away with talking like that? That's all he did was talk to him. Remember, did you see that at the end when they just were talking to each other? Yes. Gotti's talking to him that like it's it's incredible. Um. Yeah, that suspension was weird. I don't really understand it. And, and the thing is, what, that's going to go through an appeal and all that other stuff too. Um, so that could be, I, I guess I'm okay with the fine. I'm fine with him being thrown out as if, if the umpires felt that he was the one that instigated everything and they thought that was best for the game, okay. Mm-hmm. Again, this is very ticky tack, who cares? Um, he felt he got hit on purpose, whether it's true or not. And he was just pumped at the end. Honestly, I, I would not have given out that suspension. So in short, I wouldn't have given out that two game suspension. I would have given out the year and I was supportive of the Joe Kelly one. I know you weren't last year, but I was supportive of that because you, you can't do that. Um, so I don't think Nick Castellanos did anything in, in, from what I saw to be suspended in my okay. opinion. So yes, in, in some S es- in essence, yes, major league baseball is very weird about their suspensions, but I don't think we have enough data and enough current events to really go, wow, this is getting out of hand. Right. So, but Castellanos, should he be suspended? No, I really don't think so. I think that makes little sense for what he did. I, I like seeing emotion out there. And the more we do that, that's bad on baseball. We need to see more, more. It's okay to have f- more flamboyance. And you know what? If he did it, you know what's going to happen. St. Louis will hit him again. That's, that's what will happen. And that's how it gets handled. Fair you enough. You know, and then you move on. All right.
0: All right. So speaking of moving on, we're going to move on to our second segment, which is the nine pitches. This segment, as mentioned earlier, is my opportunity to throw nine pitches to Austin. These pitches include fastball, which is our obvious questions, hard hitting new stories in the league Curveball is not so obvious questions, questions reserved for lesser known stories or things that sports fans aren't necessarily thinking of in terms of the game change-ups, which are our prediction questions over unders. Will this player or team succeed or fail spitball, which is my out of left field pitch to ask Austin anything, uh, within the parameters of baseball, and then our new pitch for this season, which is the knuckle ball, which is a trivia question, which will be an A, B, or C type of scenario. Now, it's important to note that Austin has the opportunity to throw any one pitch that he doesn't like back at me, but he has only one opportunity to do this, so he has to be strategic about it. And with that, let's jump right in. So, Austin, I'm going to kick this one off with a curveball. All righty. So Major League Baseball said prior to the season that they would be investigating any reports of pitchers using foreign substances to doctor the baseball. Trevor Bauer is the first pitcher this season to be investigated. Do these types of do these are these types of investigations going to be a blimp, or do you think they're going to be a trend moving forward?
1: It doesn't really matter because I don't know how effective it's going to be because it doesn't really make much sense. So the Trevor Bauer thing and Dave Roberts from what I'm gathering in the the argument is that it's right, that Trevor Bauer is being singled out and and these things are done randomly. Um, This to me is not worth baseball's time. They may continue with it. I don't think it's worth baseball's time because everybody, from what I understand in baseball is that if an opposing team has an issue, they will go to the umpire and say, Hey, can you check this out? If nobody says anything, then the game continues and the umpires let it happen. It's like if, if if a third base coach, you know, never stands in that little area they're supposed to stand. They always stand wherever the heck they want on the third base Right. Nobody cares because nobody on either team is going to be like, let's do it. But if they did that, then both of them got to do it. Then the umpires will say, let's enforce it. So I think that needs to be kept down, first of all, at the um, baseball day-by-day level and leave that up to the umpires. I think that comes to example years ago, and I know if you remember this, uh, Red Sox Yankees were playing each other, I think, two weekends in a row. We had Michael Pineda. You know what I'm going to talk about? Michael Pineda. And Michael Pineda, it was so obvious on TV that he had some type of substance on the back of his neck when he was pitching. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox said nothing. They said nothing. But they knew about it. Obviously, they knew about it. There's TVs everywhere. It, they, they knew it was happening, but they didn't say anything. Now, the problem was Pineda did it so obviously the second time around that right. John Farrell's hands were tied and he had to do it. And after the first inning, he had to, because you can't just be that obvious and go for it. Um, so in this case, um, the sticky substance thing, and I actually agree with Pinetti on that side. It's like it's okay to have a little bit of that because it's, balls are slippery. They're going to go wild. They, he just wants control. And I don't think Pineda was doing anything. I mean, yes, technically he was doing something wrong, but he wasn't doing anything wrong in any different than Clay Buchholz or this and that. He was just garbage about hiding it. So I don't know what this does besides hurt Trevor Bauer, which ironically is, it's funny because now he's all of a sudden not saying anything Um, for the first time ever. He's always first to say something. Um, So maybe it was more of a message on the fact that it was Trevor Bauer, but Um, what happens when it's some well-respected pitcher that, that, uh, that isn't as flamboyant or or whatever, I I just don't, they can do it. And I I think they do it all the time, but I don't really see the point in it because there's so many hands that touch it. Catchers touch it. Uh, there's, there's lots of ways that you can quote unquote doctor the ball or add sticky substances. As opposed to just blaming it all on Trevor Bauer. You could blame it on the catcher too. There's times where they they had stuff in their uh, in their gear. I mean, there's all these different ways. And to just pin it on Trevor da- Bauer doesn't make any sense. So I think that that is unfair. And Dave Roberts is right in that sense. So that's a long-winded way of answering that question. But it's, in my opinion, not worth it. And I think the media won't cover it as much. I think a lot of it was the fact that it was Trevor Bauer getting all a little right. taste of his own medicine that that's my guess if i had to say anything i don't know what do you think
0: no i agree with you hundred percent um yeah. and i don't think it was long winded at all i think you know the, these are one of those types of uh I've, not not that i was like trying to set you up or anything but i feel like no. you know a question like that you need to be a little nuanced it's not just you know black and white like you need to break it down a little bit and explain your thought process throughout the whole thing um Thanks. but i yeah, agree with you
1: it, yeah yeah, I just I just feel like this type of stuff needs to just be handled on and off the field. And if there was the only time this is really going to come into effect is if there was an ongoing thing like they did with the Red Sox Yankees. You can't do that. You can't be that obnoxious about it. Right. One time, sure, whatever. But going on and on, you know, like that was just very <laughs> bizarre what Pineda did. I thought that was very bizarre. You know? So um I hope this is not something that um that continues i really don't know and i I really see no good positive end game if that's the case
0: change up is jd martinez the most underrated player in baseball
1: oh i don't think he's the most underrated player i think it was ridiculous to go into the season going this guy stinks this guy uh should be going 10th in fantasy drafts he's gonna fall off jd martinez if we know um, if you know anything about him, he really relied on video. And if mm-hmm. you remember, like half of last year, they couldn't do the preparation that they needed to some of these hitters. And he really relies on that. Like he is a very good hitter. And, he, and what made him better is that he watches tape after tape after tape. And then that was gone. So I wonder if that had something to do with this year. Uh, what I say is underrated. No, I mean, I hate to whatever he's the DH. Um, So he's a great hitter. I think it's... um. I think it was a really stupid qu- criticism. He said it was just two months and it was two months. Um, I'd have to look to see who is the most underrated player um, going into this year. I mean, I'm like biased a little bit towards my fantasy team. I look at people like Julio Urias who is in like uh, uh, a really bona fide rotation and he's like the third or fourth man, but he's very good. Um, I'd have to look <coughs> and see who I think is that, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it's J.D. Martinez. I, I think he was always good, and then you know he'll probably have like that comeback Player of the Year or something like that. That's that's probably what he'll have. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Any All right. candidates? Sorry, any candidates that you would nominate? I mean, I'd have to really think, but
0: um, no, I, you know, maybe underrated was the wrong thing. Maybe I, I should have rephrased it about like you said comeback player of the year. That kind of makes a lot more sense. I just felt like he was he got a lot of crap for not having the best year last year and people just completely trashed him in the offseason and and didn't give him really any respect. And so far this season so far this season he's he's come out of the you know come out of the, the gates like a gangbuster. And, you know, he's, was he, he's first in RBIs and he's tied. Like he's in like the top five in everything right now. He's in know, the top
1: offensive. five and home runs average and RBI. So, he, yeah, I mean, he, he's, if the, if the season ended now, he'd probably win MVP, but you know, like right. that's not what, you know, um, no, he's a great hitter. He's a great hitter, great power hitter. Um, and I really think last year with the amount of stuff, I mean, like that, I feel like he did get unfair criticism last year. That's, that's for sure. As I think that's unfair, yeah, considering his entire career, you know, two months. Two months, really, is all it was.
0: Knuckleball for you. Oh, the new one. The new one. So, Friday night, the San Diego Padres celebrated their first no-hitter in franchise history, thanks to Joe Musgrave. And now every team in Major League Baseball have at least one in franchise history. Here's my question. All righty. Which team has now gone the longest since its last no-hitter. Your three options are... Okay. Cleveland, Milwaukee, or Colorado?
1: Okay. Trying to think of recent... I'm going to go Cleveland.
0: You would be correct. I got it. You got it right.
1: (laughs) Who was the recent one in Milwaukee?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I literally just Cleveland was the answer. And then I just, I just threw out. I, I, all I did was sat back and I kind of went, all right, which teams have I, do I have no recollection of a, of a no hitter?
1: Well, yeah, here's, here's what it was. I I believe somebody got it somewhat recently in Milwaukee. And what was the other one? Um, Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. I think there was somebody weird who got it there too. But the thing is, I remember thinking about Cleveland going, okay, they had a lot of good pitching for a long time. But there wasn't one with Clevenger. There wasn't one with um Bieber. Um, there,
0: Even wasn't with one with there
1: wasn't there wasn't any of these dudes that got one, and that's when it would have happened. So okay. I wonder when the last does it say when the last one was for so Cleveland?
0: Cleveland's last no-hitter was Len Len Barker, May oh, 15th of 1981
1: versus wow. Toronto. Wow. Okay. All right, I got one there. Yeah, by the way, offline, I texted Laval yesterday. I was like, can we make this multiple choice? Because I'm going to have no chance. (laughs) I'm going to have no chance going for it. I didn't research that, too. I'm I'm trying to be good about it. I didn't research that at all. No, it's fine. No. (laughs) Hey, look, that was a great
0: guess. I'm glad that you got it. Yeah. What did you make of the Odor trade from the Rangers to the Yankees? This is a fastball.
1: um, Well, I'm interested to see your take being a Yankee fan. I think this is another – the Yankees seem to be doing this big, low risk, high ceiling type deal with with that. Yeah, um, I, I, it just fills out their bench. I mean, it's what you do if you're a playoff contender and what you want to do. Um, I'm interested to see if any of these people will be trade bait down the line. That'd be nice to fill this out, but that's that's kind of where I'm standing on that. It, it doesn't hurt them. No, you know. What do you think? You know, I'm
0: I'm indifferent to it right now. I, I again, I I would like to see more more with the pitching staff. If we're gonna if we're gonna do this, like if we're just gonna trade prospects for, you know, people that may have potential, why not stick it out for another starter, another left hander, or something? Just just well, to do it.
1: That's what I'm wondering because you've built up such a bench. Like the Yankees have everything. They have the lineup they have the bench they have the bullpen for sure um, but they could flesh out and really like the Dodgers straight up did they could come up and flesh out their rotation in a bona fide way they're not they're good they have one of the best pitchers in baseball but beyond that there's a huge drop off and we know that there's no the supporting cast of Garrett Cole is an amazing I'm wondering if what we criticized them for last year where they said and a lot of people did. It's like you have all these trade t- chips on the bench. You don't have enough people to fit in the infield. Right. Why not let go of somebody and go get somebody, you know, with one or two of these guys and figure it out. So that's that's a possibility. I'm wondering if that's what they're doing. A little stockpile, a little saying, okay, who's the high hand or Odor came in hot? He came in hot. Um, and he's gonna want to play. Um so maybe that's what, if that, if if they're not doing anything, if if that's not something in the back of their minds, then, then it's fine, I guess. <laughs> like, I I don't know, but that's what I would do. Yeah.
0: I just hope that there, that there's some sort of, that they've actually got a brain trust behind this and they're there. There's something else in the works that we're just unaware of it, because otherwise I'm just going to be really, really grumpy by the time we hit like mid to late July, early August. If, you know, if if I don't feel like we're, you know, the Yankees are doing anything to Mm -hmm. beef up that pitching staff at some point this season, because we do need to get another pitcher. Like we do, we need another starter. I'm not saying we have to go out and go get a superstar, but we need, we need something, something else.
1: Yeah. Just a number three guy, a number three, just throw him in there. You're fine. A little, just a little support for Garrett Cole and a little support for that offense would help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Spitball. Do you still believe that the Red Sox made the right choice by not negotiating a long-term contract with Mookie Betts.
1: Yes. It wasn't going to happen. Okay. <laughs> it was not right. going to ha- like, I, I, I know that <laughs> it's I know whatever, but I'm going to, I'm saying the yes and annoyance to people that can to Red Sox fans and people that continue that this is going to be a problem. Mookie was not going to stay in Boston regardless. Okay. It is not a good ballpark for him. Okay. When he hits for power, he pulls the ball that robs him of it all right he's playing in right field the entire time I mean, he's, he could play anyway but he played in right field the entire time when he's really a center fielder um because of jackie bradley jr and all that okay this i, I was thinking he was going to go to like arizona was was my guess but he but he ended up with the dodgers and the big bucks there and he's going to be fine uh obviously um I would rather them free up that money, free up that space, and then build inward. I like the moves the Red Sox are doing with Devers. I like that with Bogarts. I liked when they got Verdugo. I thought that was really good. A lot of people, whatever. I know he's not amazing, but he had a great year last year. And I've always liked Verdugo, even when he was on the Dodgers. I was happy with that. Um, it was the centerpiece, unfortunately. I know he's a great centerpiece on a lot of teams, but that's not who we're building around. We're building around Bogarts. We're building around Devers. Uh, you can find another outfielder, you know, it's not the superstar stuff, but you can find another outfielder that will give you an amalgamation of different things. This is a little like stat ball here of the stats that Mookie can produce here. I think for is one of those, you know, you,
0: I just want to follow up because I, I, I actually sure. think it's really interesting that you, you know, you thought he was possibly going to go to Arizona. Do you think Red Sox fans would be so pissy? about the fact that Mookie Betts isn't still on that team if he had gone to a team like Arizona, like a team that wasn't as star-studded as the Dodgers it just won a World team. You know what I mean? Like, if he had gone to a lesser team, do you think Red mm-hmm. Sox fans would still be pissed off that Mookie Betts isn't still on, on the roster?
1: Oh, so if he went to some – if he went, like, to the Pirates or some team – Yeah, he- like
0: Pirates, the Rockies, something like that. Like, just some middling team that that isn't really contending for any anything – I
1: think, hmm, maybe, I mean, I think part of the, I mean, to, to step back there, I think Mookie wanted to go to a team that's going to win. Like he's grown up in Boston and that's what he's going to do. But if, if he went to, I think the Diamondbacks would have attracted talent. So that's a tough question to ask because I wonder if Mookie had gone, like in my, in my scenario, if he goes to the Diamondbacks, would that attract talent? And my answer is a team like the diamondbacks. Yes. If you went to a team that's really rebuilding, like he went to Kansas city or uh, Pittsburgh or something like that, where they have no chance in, you know, some team that just completely stinks that nobody even wants to go like Baltimore or something mm-hmm. right now. Um, would that matter? Um, I don't know. I, I, <sighs> I really don't know. That asking me to read the ride of Boston. Like, what would Boston fans think of that? I think they're just – I think he's just – they're mad he's going regardless. And well, they're just going to look at stats and try to equate that to what it is now. And that's not how it works. And also, you have to go, okay, there's hundreds of millions of dollars we saved that we can figure out for our future. That's the way I looked at it.
0: Yeah, when I was saying Boston fans, I was meaning all the people that keep giving you crap about your opinion on the Mookie Betts thing. That, that's where I was going with it. Well, was- it's?
1: I was saying this – two years before his contract was up. Don't get used to this. He's going to leave. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> like, okay, like, I don't know what, like, I'm surprised. Like we're out of it after that whole debacle with wh- what do you want? Like another debacle with Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford and John Lackey. Do we want to do that again? No, I, I don't want to do that again. Honestly, I'd rather build it around core talent. That's not going to sit there and have a bunch of diva problems. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying Mookie has that. He's he's really not like that. But if anybody is gonna do that, that would be him. Xander Bogarts is not gonna do that. Devers is not gonna do that. But but is a superstar. You know, so I'm of the mind like build a team. You know, that makes sense, and don't just dump your money into that because it's just I don't know. It just doesn't make. It didn't make sense to do it. You know, All you right. have to have the right fit. Pedroia made sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, he would take a pay cut to stay in Boston and everybody like that made sense Ortiz made sense I mean that was different but Ortiz made sense but this this doesn't make sense and he's 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 gonna be fine I have no I don't even hate I like Mookie Betts I think he's completely he's a great player um but he's not the end all be all he's also an outfielder you can find an out there'll be another player like him okay
0: I love getting you fired up about, about the Mookie Betts thing. Like you're, you're coming out, you're coming out, spitting some fire. It's just, I enjoy it's it. I enjoy, just, it. I enjoy it's just, it. It's fun.
1: <laughs> it's just such a tired argument as Eckersley would say it's tired. All right. And for, and for is solid, man. I like Verdugo. He's not off to a great start right here, but I like for a lot. He's not going to be Mookie Betts, but he's going to be solid. He has 20 home runs and whatever. And we're paying a ton less for it. Great. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Fair enough
0: yeah change up all so right. this is gonna this is probably gonna sound hyperbolic but i'm gonna ask you this anyway okay is mike trout going to go down as the greatest player of all time somehow it seems like this dude wow. has gotten better this offseason if that was even possible
1: what question are we on
0: uh this is probably i think this is five. Five, two, five five two three four five oh, i lied this is six Six. Yeah, we okay. have three left.
1: We have three left. Is Mike Trout going to go down as the best player of all time? Jeez, man, there really isn't. Like we talk about five tool players, and there's really it, you would think at some point they would just say DH a little bit or doing this. He is good as a defender. He's obviously good as in the offense. Um, he can hit for average. He can hit home runs. He he can hit for power. He's been an MVP, what, three times now? And Mm -hmm. on a team that doesn't do anything. Um, and I'm looking back at historical figures as some of the best ever. I mean, we're talking about like Willie Mays type stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd have to see the only thing that would have to happen is if something, unfortunately, you know, we have a Ken Griffey situation where, he gets marred with injuries or anything like that, which I don't think is going to happen, but that's what it was. I think this is, I think you have to wait until the end of his career. Um, But he's primed enough where I don't think it's going to be something like like it's going to be a lot to me. It seems like it's going to be a lot later before they start like doing that DH half day thing. Like they do with Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols and those guys that who have had phenomenal offensive careers, but they had to kind of, you know, sunset them a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, I, it doesn't look like this guy's slowing down or is any chance of him sunsetting at any point right now. Um, And it's going to be quite a while before that. And his injuries are very light, if that, you know, nothing too serious. So if he stays healthy, I mean, I'd have to look at the trendings and stuff like that. But he's up there where we could get to. I'd have to look at something like Willie Mays and, and all that. It's probably maybe the best all-around player, maybe the best five-tool, which is answering your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. No, hundred percent. Do you think if, if he were to win a World Series? No, let's say he stays healthy. So let's just sure. let's say okay. he stays healthy. If you he were to win a World Series, would that be do you think that would be enough to
1: I don't think it matters. If uh, you don't never think a, world, a world, series world series would matter and at all? he just continues with this. Okay. I don't think it matters. Okay. I mean, I'd have to look at it, but there's some players that have never been in World, won a World Series or this and that that are still regarded as whatever. Like uh wouldn't Ted Williams be one of them? You know what I'm saying? Like th- mm-hmm. there's There's Mm -hmm. players that have never had that. And I think that's completely acceptable. Okay.
0: Fastball. What are your feelings on the Francisco Lindor 10-year, $341 million contract? Do you think this will end well for the Mets?
1: I'm not liking the Mets situation right now. When we have Strowman coming out here complaining about, which is not what you do. This is sort of what I said two weeks ago with the Mets. People were higher in the Mets and this, is, let's pull up the standings here for a second. Yep. I want to pull up the standings in the national league. The Mets are in third, two and three. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I got them up too.
1: Okay. This is the kind of stuff that I don't, this is why I don't believe the Mets. This is sort of going back to that whole Mookie bets conversation where we just sunk a bunch of money into a player. Lindor is fine, but he's, I'll tell you. We were talking about underrated, overrated. That is some overrated pay right there. Like, what is this dude? Why is this dude getting paid this much? Okay, when you could you could have Xander Bogarts for a lot less. And granted, okay, maybe it's not the same exact numbers, but if somebody's like, here, what's the better value? Probably Xander Bogarts. I right. think without question. Mm-hmm. Do you want to overpay for this guy that smiles a lot? Or do you want somebody who bats like 10 to 15 average, a little lower, maybe five less home runs, and maybe a little bit whatever, maybe steals a little, maybe a little less production, but it's consistent and stays healthy and stuff like that? This guy's locked in for this long. I wouldn't have done it if I had the Mets. The Mets are making some strange stuff. They are all over the place. They do some really interesting stuff and then they don't. And then they went, and now when you have one of your new talent, Marcus Stroman coming in here complaining about, by the way, the Mets' fault chance when they said, okay, we're going to have you pitch now. Oh, wait, uh, it's two innings, uh, two outs. Okay, take you out now. It's a rain delay, and we screwed everything up. I don't know, man. That's a lot of money to sink into one player that I wouldn't have spent on that. I I don't get it. I mean, I like them getting Carrasco, and I like them bolstering their their starting rotation, Um But you already have somebody like Pete Alonso, and you have Nimmo, and you have Conforto, who I think is very good. I know he's not off to a hot start, but he's a good player. Um, I would have rather, and this is like that Mookie Betts thing, I would have rather them not do that, you know, Fair enough. if I was on the Mets. But now they have a ton of money to do this, and we'll see how it plays out. Do I think it'll play out well? No, I don't. Cool. Keep this up for 10 years from now, and we'll see. (laughs)
0: <laughs> curveball there have been reports of players now going on the covid injured list uh jd martinez who we talked about earlier uh from the red sox was put on the list after having cold symptoms however he tested he was tested twice for covid both tests came back negative how do you feel about teams pulling players out of the lineup just because they have a cold and do you think this type of precaution will take hold in other sports as well
1: i'm gonna throw this one back to you um, and I'm gonna do a different uh thing here. Cool. We're gonna we're we're gonna do it. I, I'm I'm making up my own rules with this pitch here. No, I got a buy true. sell situation for you here. Ooh, okay? buy sell.
0: I like it. Okay, let's yeah, do it.
1: I thought I thought you'd like it. So it's three teams. I want to see if you buy them, or we would sell them. So it's like basically we're saying, do you like this team, or do you not like this team? So maybe not necessary. First thing we're gonna start with Philadelphia Phillies. Let's talk about them. The Philadelphia Phillies are six and three right now. Okay. Yep, they're when off they to a th- their hot start, pull, man. Let's pull up their stat here. Didi Gregoris is batting 294. Bryce Harper has two homers batting 276. Rish Hoskins batting 306 with two home runs. Boom. Controversial, whatever. Had a has a home run. Um, we've got JT Romeo to off to a nice start with 333 That's pretty darn good here. I want to pull up their pitching stats right here because Wheeler's got a 2.31
0: well. ERA.
1: Yeah, that's my dude right there. Uh Alvarado. We've got Chase Anderson is doing fine. Um, Aaron Nola, 2.53. Um, so, and it looks like their bullpen, we got Kinsler, who made the team. Good for Kinsler, who's like 85. Made Brogdon, the team. After-
0: Brogdon's doing well.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, um, what do you make of the Phillies? Do you buy them?
0: So, it's funny because I was talking to Rich today and he was great a little bitter about how he feels like we we trash his Philadelphia team all right so I'm gonna keep that in mind and I don't you know and, and because <laughs> because Richard doesn't want to hear us trash his Philly team I'm gonna trash his Philly team and say no I do not buy them
1: you don't just, buy them why don't you buy them I just
0: it's too, well for starters it's it's way too early and I did not have Philly this high up on my rankings and I'm not ready to change my mind after nine games so let's well, if I'm being completely honest with you, a lot of it is my own bias. I I believe that the Braves had a little bit of a slow start, but they seem to be coming back on pretty strong. And I just, you know, man, I, I don't, a lot of it is, I know you said Bryce Harper's got two home runs, uh, but his batting average is pretty crap right now i mean he started off pretty slow i guess now he's
1: no he's 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 at 276 that's fine
0: he's at 276 now okay so then he picked it back up because it, he sure. was starting he was starting off he was batting in the 100s okay
1: okay
0: um so uh, the only the only reason why i may possibly change my mind and buy into them as we progress is if their pitching holds up if their pitching holds up the way that it's it's held up so far this season it's kind of hard not to take them seriously
1: are you talking pitching, pitching, or are you talking bullpen?
0: Uh, bullpen. Yes. Bullpen, 100% their bullpen. Yes. If their bullpen can do what it's what it's done, obviously, like I said, you know, you've got, um, Bra- you know, Brogdon's got a zero ERA, he's got four strikeouts and three wins. So, I mean, he's he's been fantastic for them. If that bullpen stays strong, the Phillies may actually contend uh, for the playoffs, which, again, I still – It's too early for me. I I guess for me, it's just, it's too early for me to change my opinion. I'm kind of, I'm kind of filibustering here, but I just, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, to completely buy into them as of now, just because I was so last week or two weeks ago when we did this, This I'm giving you an
1: out, I'm giving you an out right here. Okay. So, okay. That's a fine diatribe because, because I'll retort there, but buy or sell, where do you like, I guess you're selling.
0: I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell. Okay.
1: Guess what? I'm buying them. I'm of course gonna you them. are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy them right now because I'm not big on the Mets. Don't like this mojo going into this this nonsense here. Okay. Yeah, yeah the Mets thing in. is
0: not not yeah.
1: If and this is this is the if if their bullpen holds up, this is going to be huge. That means Dombrowski figured it out finally after destroying Detroit and Boston in his wake <laughs> of bad bullpens. If he can figure this out, we're fine. Aaron Nola and Wheeler. Somebody made a point that they're a great one-two punch, and they really are, okay? Wheeler's, Wheeler's my dude right now, okay? Wheeler's my dude. If this team can finally put it together, and adding Gregorius, your boy, Gregorius here.
0: Yeah, I know, Didi.
1: You know? So you got Didi uh, alongside, <sighs> uh, um, who's down here? Segura. This team, if they can hit, and they can put it together, and things are going their way that call last night with Atlanta went their way. That's the kind of stuff that's, that's the mojo. That's the unspoken stuff in baseball. I like to see, you know, the, I think in, I could be completely wrong. i I will buy Philly. All right.
0: That's fine. Um, I, right. I kind of wish you would have agreed with me, but that's okay. I understand how the show goes. Well,
1: we got, we got two more. We got okay. two more here. <laughs> um, Oakland athletics. Look at the Oakland Athletics, who are garbage.
0: Oh way. God!
1: Oakland Athletics are three and seven. Trevor Rosenthal basically isn't coming back this year. He's on the sixty-day IL. I know that because I put him on my fantasy team, so he could do nothing. He Signed a year in Oakland to do basically diddly. Um, we're looking at this. Okay, Chapman's batting a grand total of one eighteen. Um,
0: yeah, it's not. It's so, not good. They're they're on no. the bottom of. Like pitching, they're they're terrible. They're they're thirtieth in ERA. They're thirtieth in WHIP. Here's here's our
1: boy Frankie Montas, who everybody likes. I said, why does everybody like this guy? Um,
0: And they're at the bottom of the league in batting. Okay, so there.
1: Okay, let's talk about Oakland. I don't want to talk about.
0: I feel like you're punishing me for my for my picks. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. no.
1: Listen, I (laughs) listen with Philadelphia. I said going. Okay, this is where if if I had to change my stuff, I had him finishing fourth. Yeah. I will say if it was today, right now, with the two week preview, I'd put him above the Nationals. That's how I like how I like Philly. Okay, and I, I might know. even have him finishing second over New York. Okay, but I like the trend they're going in. Um, Oakland, I'm consistent on Oakland. I think yeah, is I bad. You're
0: consistent on Oakland.
1: I said Oakland's bad, and nobody agrees with me. I I hate them more than Texas and uh, Seattle. And everybody's, no, they're going to win the division or come in second. And I'm like, no, they're terrible. So you know where I stand. Guy. I sell Oakland. I think opens Oakland's I garbage, know. and they have nothing. Okay? I know. I don't I know. get it. You know? Okay, no. we made Moneyball about them. Great. That's a movie. Now it's <laughs> 2021. So where does Oakland stand with you now? Um, Are they – did you have them finishing first or second?
0: Second. I had them finishing second behind the Astros. Okay, I had them so- as my wild card. Okay, so where do you stand
1: now on Oakland?
0: Well, see, it's really hard for me because I just said in in the previous one that I'm not going to give up because we've only we're only um, nine games into the season. Um, this one, though, is a little tougher for me to continue on this trend just because of how terrible they are. I mean, they're okay. just they're bottom of the league in everything. It's really whereas Philly's not exactly in the top of the league of everything. The the Astro, I mean, excuse me, not the Astro. The Athletics are literally in the bottom of the league in every statistical yeah. category. So I'm going to sell them right now. It's so, it, if I'm if I'm going to be objectively honest about this pick, I can't sit back and, and feel confident about my pick of them making the wild card right now. They just they don't look good. They don't look good at all.
1: Okay. See, so this is what they're doing now is basically sort of a harbinger for what what the season looks like because this is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that that my I was dead wrong about them. So
1: yeah. I th- well, most people were, to be honest. If if this works out like that, if that's the case, do you think a team like Los Angeles uh, makes it, or Minnesota, or or Toronto, or Boston, or something? Do you think another team sneaks yeah, in give, that you would place?
0: Yeah, give me one second. Let me just look at those standings real quick. Um, sure. So, because I picked, I got I got to think back now, because I believe I had I had Chicago winning the Central. I believe I had the Twins in. So it would it would either be. Or did I? Have, I don't remember anymore. It's been it's been two weeks ago. I don't remember.
1: Would it be the I, Indians I, or?
0: I, yeah, I mean, I would definitely. I would lean towards somebody like Cleveland, or the Toronto. Rays. The Rays. I'm still mm, about. Okay. I know okay. you like the Rays. I'm still yeah. mm, about the Rays, but I could see someone like Cleveland. I obviously I would love to. If I was going to root for a team, it would be the Angels, just because I want to see Mike Trapp in the playoffs.
1: That'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: So we'll difficult. we'll go with the
1: Angels. I'll say the Angels. Let's and they're on. off to a good start. They're off to a good start, the Angels. So Jared Walsh over there, six and three, tied with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Okay, final one. Buy or sell. I save this one for last. The Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Top of the AL East. The pitching yeah. seems to be okay. It JD Martinez good, is batting better than everybody. Everything seems seems to be clicking, unless they pay Baltimore for some reason. <laughs> they're six and three right now. Do you buy the Boston Red Sox?
0: So your pitching is still I'm a little iffy about mm-hmm. your pitching
1: as I am too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, you guys are are tremendous right now you're you're just you know absolutely knocking the you know the the uh, what do you call them the stitching off the ball as mm-hmm. they would um as they would say the, your pitching though is is kind of. I don't want to say it's a mess, but I'm still not
1: inconsistent. Maybe is the word. Yeah, that
0: that that's a good word. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I have more faith in Boston than I do in Philly. I'll put it that way. So I think there's you have, in my opinion, there's a better shot of seeing the Red Sox in the in the playoffs than I would say seeing Philadelphia in the playoffs. I have more confidence in your team than I do in Philly. So I'm going to buy your team right now.
1: Okay, I'm going to buy the team, but I'm actually going to. I don't know if this is me. I actually like Philly more than Boston right now, and because of all the upside now Boston I said is finishing third and I still will still buy that one so I'm saying I'm higher on them than other ones and I was saying that going into the season Mm -hmm. um if in a lot of this if like Chris Sale was here healthy and being Chris Sale like this team would be enormously better okay but that's not the situation they're in um I like their lineup I like seeing JD Martinez come back I don't really think he's going to tail off or replicate the two months. of I think he's going to be consistent and hit 35 home runs this year and bat 300 and drive in hundred. That's what I think he's going to do. Um, but, and I still will say this, I think Boston's better than Toronto. I really do. And I know, uh, what do you think about that? Do you think they're going to be better than Toronto? Would you, would you bump them up over Toronto?
0: I think there's a good shot. I, I honestly think it could come down to Yankees Red Sox, which is not something I thought in the beginning of the season. Cause obviously I had New York and Toronto, one, two, and I had Boston three.
1: Oh, you had Boston over Tampa.
0: I had Boston over Tampa. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I think we talked about it last uh, two weeks ago, but um, yeah, no, I'm not as high on Tampa as you are at all. I, I sure. think Tampa is, is pretty low bar there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it could be, Yankee, which would be awesome. Honestly, I would like to it, just to have that kind of, I would like mm-hmm. to see good, good Yankees Red Sox this season. So if, if that's what it takes, to uh, to have that rivalry kind of stoke up those flames a little bit, uh, then I'm all about Yankee Red Sox. Um, but yeah, so I, I do. I I think the Red Sox have the potential to uh to be better than Toronto. I think they 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 will end up being better than Toronto. And yeah, like I said, and again, that's why I, I also buy the Red Sox more than than you do in, in the in the essence of over Philadelphia type deal.
1: Yeah, I think with that, uh, also comes to the division because the erratic NL East, as we talked about last year, is still that. Like, if the pitching falls apart in Atlanta, which could very well happen, the Mets, I don't like. I don't like what's going on with this. Um, Obviously, the Marlins, with the exception of the starting pitch in the Marlins, uh, I don't really think they're going to go anywhere, but I do like where they're going. Maybe we'll finally see something come out of them. Um, Philly has the opportunity. Philly has a bigger door than – I think Boston or somebody else in the AL East, in my opinion. But we'll see. So I just wanted your take on those three. So we are selling at Oakland. We're agreement there. You sell on Philly. I buy Philly. So there you go, Richo. And we both buy into Boston a little bit. Okay, that was my three throwback. I thought that was a fun one to do because I was thinking about these three teams.
0: No, that was a lot of fun. I think I think I talked way too much than I was supposed to. But... No,
1: I love it. I, I, wanted you, I wanted to throw these at you because I was like thinking of this and I was looking at it. I was like, hmm, 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 hmm. These are the three I want to talk about.
0: All right, so the last question for uh, for this segment is going to be a fastball. And uh, what are your thoughts regarding Major League Baseball moving the All-Star game from Atlanta to
1: Denver? Man, dude, okay. There's a lot to unpack here, and I definitely was whatever. So I was – we're in a group chat. So people don't know, we're in a group chat, and we talk about baseball and sports. stuff. Well, I talk about baseball while well, they talk about Carson Wentz. But I talk about baseball in the group <laughs> chat, and I go, hey, um, they're moving – I remember they didn't decide on Denver yet, but they said, okay, we're moving um, them out of Atlanta. Okay. The first thing I thought of before everything went down, the first thing I thought of was, well, won't this just hurt a bunch of businesses in Atlanta? And then yeah. about 45 minutes later, the Braves make a statement, basically saying what I'm saying, Hey, we had a lot of business. We all this set up. We're very disappointed. at this decision, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You can read it. It's public, public statement by the Braves. Now, and then a few days later, because I keep hearing about this and boycott the MOB and blah, 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 so I go, so I try to research myself. All right. This is the state of and this is hard to you can't answer this question without being removed from politics. I try to research myself. I'm looking around, I'm like, where is an article just detailing exactly what makes all these laws racist? Okay. I just want to find, or what makes this thing or voting, whatever, what makes uh-huh. this a problem? I couldn't find a single article. Everything I found was some editorial piece about how Atlanta is basically this terrible place and uh, Georgia's is awful. And that's all I can hear and what it means and what this is. I'm like, I don't want your opinion. I just want the facts. I want this law, this, this law, this, I will determine what I think is egregious or not. I couldn't find one. So then I text uh, you, yours, mm-hmm. I text LaValle. I go, can you find me an article? He sends one back and I couldn't access it because you, there was a paywall there. So then I go, then I just threw my hands up and I went, okay. So then I listened to your take on it, on LaValle Sports Talks. I, I thought this was going to be brought up. And I, I tend to agree with you probably um, with what happened because it seemed like this was a hasty decision. And then they kept the masters there. And then they realized the people like, I think we, on the surface level, we can agree that this hurts businesses. So I think if you're opposed or against the laws in Atlanta, this punishes the people that don't deserve it at all. hundred percent,
0: probably 100%.
1: apolitical people that just want some tourists to spend overpriced on their quesadillas at their hole in the wall joint. That's near the stadium. Okay. That's, I mean, that, that's what you do. I've been to an all-star game. It's really fun. That's what you do. you give that, that bolsters their economy big time, especially now where a lot of small businesses have been hurting. And uh, even a small little bump, which I'm sure there'll be limited attendance for this all-star game will happen. That said, I don't know the laws. I don't know what we're protesting. I don't know if this had something to do with Dave Roberts saying that. Um, I don't know if I'll go, but all I know is bottom line this hurts people that have nothing to do with it and what does this say to to people like who seem like great people freddie freeman and ronald acuna jr who's an mvp candidate and ozzy albies and all these nice I, I like i like the team that's a possible world series championship team what does this say to them that's my thing that that's all i know and i wish i could stay more but nobody no media outlet has honestly reported on this stuff so I could make a determination if this was the right call. I, that that's how that's how I feel. No, so that's,
0: that's fair enough. That's I
1: don't know, enough. but how, how do you feel? I know you can. You're, you're probably going to repeat a lot of the stuff you said on La La Sports Talk, but maybe you can combat. Well, me. I, I mean, to, I, I to, to read your digest
0: version, it I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think that if you just strip this back from the political aspect of it, whether you agree with the whether you agree with the law or you disagree with the law, you're screwing over small businesses. So the people that you're they that the um that certain not to get too political, but certain, let's say political leaders are claiming to be marginalized and are being negatively affected by this bill. Well you're screwing them over even further mm-hmm. by taking money out of their pockets. So you're not you're not helping these people in the end. You're hurting them. And you and my my biggest issue with it wasn't so much the fact Look, you want to pull it out of atlanta that's your that's your prerogative like major league baseball that's what you want to do Rod manford then fine do it but you move it to a state that has even stricter voter voter laws
1: that's what i'm reading too and i'm like then atlanta
0: or then georgia rather so it, if you're going to do it then do your do your flipping research ahead of time and actually sit back and go okay these are the states we obviously can't go to because anybody with a brain is going to be able to pull up their voter ID or vo- their voter laws in general and realize, well, Georgia is much less stringent than all of these states. So we have to find a state that isn't as stringent as Georgia. So no one can crush us for it. So it's just it's been it's bad optics. It's bad PR. And I feel like this was this again, Rod Manford, unfortunately, in my opinion, completely caved to pressure that he didn't need to cave yes. to.
1: I'm wondering if this comes down to, and I will say this at the very front, this might be one of those slippery slopes that doesn't make sense. Because you can make an argument literally about every city slash state and go, oh, this state voted for Trump, so we can't go to those states, or this state voted this on marijuana, whatever, so we Mm -hmm. can't go there where's it going to end? Like, we're just going to what just play in Toronto for the rest of our lives. Like, that's the only option I feel like. So, right. I mean, couldn't you just make an argument and all this stuff? No, you're absolutely right. And Miami, Chicago, like there's, there's stuff going on in every city that that is goes both ways i don't know to me the all-star game was a celebration of the city no matter what it was i went to the all-star game in miami it really wasn't a political thing it was all about aaron judge and how tacky miami looks and i saw pitbull dancing <laughs> around and i saw uh whatever who else is out there it was like the most miami rappers you could possibly bring into there and you know they bring so now what does it also mean for the like the old timers and stuff like that I, like well, I get they were see, supposed like, to like,
0: celebrate hank aaron
1: yeah. So now Todd Helton, I don't know. Like it's, you know, they got to, you know, it's just, it's too bad. Um, so I don't know. I, I if, if I was in charge, I wouldn't have done it, but I wish we could also have more information about the actual things that they're protesting about, as opposed to this filter. That's a completely separate issue. That's not major league baseball's fault, but that's, that's a completely separate issue.
0: Cause Absolutely. I don't
1: know. I have no clue. That's how, that's how bad it is. I went out of my way. You know
0: yeah so, I mean well that's I mean that's just that just once again proves how dishonest our media is that we can't actually find an objective news source to break it down for us. It's all editorialized now and it's all subjective. there is no objectivity anymore
1: yeah, and it's just too bad because uh and I've been there I've been to there before they got the new stadium I was there at Turner Field and I'll tell you one thing uh, I walked out of there and everybody's going to Colorado they think they got a bunch of hippies and the weed and all that other stuff. I walk into Atlanta man town i stay in that, as soon as i walked out of the shuttle you could smell it in the air they're just as hippie <laughs> as anybody else they, they very nice people i like i talked to everybody they're very nice people down there um they were sad to see the old turner stadium go uh and uh, it, it was it was a nice little visit so I'm, I'm sorry to the folks in atlanta that we're probably looking forward to it you know but I guess Denver reaps the awards. So congrats to Denver. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a home good home run derby, I guess, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every ball is going to just fly out of that ballpark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have that. So.
0: All right. So finishing out second segment, let's roll into the, the third segment, which is our final thoughts. And this gives Austin an opportunity to discuss any topic that I may have missed. He will also give us his fantasy baseball update.
1: All right. So let's, let's start with my fantasy baseball update here. Let me log into my situation here so i did really well so if everybody knows fantasy the first two weeks are encompassed into one because you only get like a week and like a few extra days Mm -hmm. so i won god this is being so slow the desktop version slow so i have to pop pop it up on my phone all right so here we go let's see here my team last week i went let me go to my matchups here just want everybody to know how well i'm doing (laughs) I went 10 and three. I won 10, lost three. Pretty good. The only stats I lost were I lost OPS by two. I lost holds by one and I lost ERA 4.2 to 4.08. So I did pretty good. Um, My league, um, I'm only second in my division. They do it by divisions this one. So I'm third overall and second behind back by basically one game in total and second in my division. So. Who who a guy went ten and eleven and three, so that's happened there. My team's doing fine, so let's take a look at my team. Let me pull up my stats here. Um, total. Um, Lemayhew's doing fine. Simeon can't hit, but he can hit home runs. Um, Jose Ramirez is having a good start. William Dames is fine. Clint Frazier not so good. Dylan Carson same deal. I think his only hits this year. Uh, at one point, his only hits. His first three hits this year were homers over in St. Louis. Haniger's off to a good start. He's been gone for two years. And then my pitching is where it's at. Zach Wheeler, Kyle Hendricks had a great comeback. Uh, Taylor Rod, this is this is what's going on in Miami, by the way. Taylor Rogers 1-0, 16Ks, 1.8 ERA. Alcantara over in Miami as well, 17Ks and a 1.5 ERA. Um, and then my boy, uh, Julio Urias, uh two and oh with a 2.84 so not too bad I have to say not too bad I'm gonna look at some guys make some moves later down the line picked up Corey Knebel uh because it looks like in Los Angeles so this is this is a thing looks like Los Angeles um Kenley Jansen might be losing his job believe it or not so Knebel might be coming in Dave Roberts has used him so there's a tip for you there so I'm I'm feeling pretty good 10 and 3 not bad awesome um yeah, that was the big thing. I wanted to do that buy sell with you. Um, the other thing I wanted to do, because I was reflecting upon this um, when we were talking about our baseball memories and baseball things that were going on. And there's one story. I don't know if I ever told this to you, but I but I feel badly because this is, this is a great story. And I thought I'd like to share it with you. Did I ever tell you my Roberto Clemente story?
0: No, you did not. So please okay, share. It's,
1: it's really good. So, obviously, Roberto Clemente is long past, and I'm out in Boston. Uh, I'm out in Pittsburgh, rather, and I am walking. I was at the casino, and I'm walking past Heinz, and I'm walking past PNC Park. And I'm coming back, and I see the statue of Roberto Clemente out in PNC Park. And there is this African-American family with these really nice Pittsburgh Pirates jerseys on. And I looked over, and I just looked over at them, and they had this, and I was like, man, they look really great in those jerseys. I mean, these were like nice looking. These weren't like t-shirts. These were like, you know, you buy them for like 80 bucks at the store. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, these look really nice. And they asked, and they were very happy, very uh, pleasant people. And they asked the person walking in front of me, Hey, could you take a picture in front of this, uh, the Clemente statue for us? And the guy's like, sure, sure. And I'm looking over and it's like, man, what a great, man. They're going to have a good time at the game tonight. Walk past it, continue about my day. I'm at the game that night. Um, and every team nominates somebody for the Roberto Clemente award, which is the most charitable person on your team. And then they win in overall in, I think, American league and national league. And the Pittsburgh pirates were announcing, Hey, so we're going to know, I a, I don't forget, we're going to nominate so-and-so for the Roberto Clemente award, our nominee to
0: mm-hmm. present
1: the award is Roberto Clemente's family. And they walk up and it was that family, his wow. like, his his either grandson or sons or something like that was right and i went and i stand i'm like i saw them <laughs> they were right in front of me and it was that exact family presenting the award and i just thought that was like the coolest thing so that's that, awesome. that's that yeah that was one of my favorite things that like weirdly happened when i was just walking by and uh unsurprisingly they were really nice they seem like very nice people so i just thought that was kind of cool uh how is pnc park really cool man people don't know it is like one of the hidden gem ballparks um what you have is you have this it's really embedded into the city okay so you basically luckily i was staying with my brother who was attending college in pittsburgh within walking distance of the stadium because i imagine parking there is a nightmare you have all these small streets and you have food vendors out on wednesdays in certain areas pierogies and you got pomonte bros and all this cool stuff and then uh you walk across this bridge and then you get to the stadium itself, which is very close to Heinz as well. Get to the stadium itself and you walk in very nice looking stadium. It's all open. And in the back, you see the city skyline. And it is so great looking, uh, not really any bad seats in the house. Uh, I really enjoyed it there and friendly people. We were talking a lot about, um, they had Brock Holt before the Red Sox did. So Mm -hmm. I remember talking to a lot of fans about Brock Holt, um, food's great um prices are good it, it's you know because Pittsburgh has had some bad teams but they've had some good ones too like I think I this was the year McCutcheon was that you know McCutcheon was playing you know so they, they had some talent um I think Garrett Cole was part of the team at the time too so this wasn't even too too long ago but um I would absolutely go if 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 you're not a Pittsburgh fan and you want to see another team come in, absolutely go to PNC park. It is a nice little park, great food, great experience. Um, probably as of now, I've only been to like six or seven or eight ballparks. Um, probably my favorite visiting ballpark, um, for sure over the other ones I've went to, I think it was really great experience and, um, I recommend people go because people don't know much about Pittsburgh. <laughs> so highly recommend it. It's great.
0: Awesome. So do you have anything else? Do you have any, anything else you want to throw at me or is, are we, uh, that, we that good was it.
1: I just wanted to tell that story and I really wanted to do a nice buy and sell with you. So I took it, <laughs> took over for you there.
0: That's no, I buy and sell was a lot of fun. And I really, <laughs> I really liked that, that Roberto Clemente story. I think that's, that's, that's just an awesome, it's <laughs> an awesome coincidence.
1: It was so weird. It was so weird. It just, it just, it was a great, it was a great week for me. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's you know? fantastic. And again, nice people. They were they are very nice people. So it's
0: awesome. You know, all right, everybody, we're going to close down the pod here. So thank you as always for tuning in to this edition of Spaceball, brought to you by the Sideline Network. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And while you're there, we got plenty of other podcasts for you from the network, including Drinks with Dan, Richo's Rant, La Valley Sports stock Pod, and Richo and Lala. And that is it. That's all we have for you this week. Be well, stay safe, and we'll talk to you all again in two weeks.